Coach, hey, thanks for joining me today on this Simple Coach Coach interview. Um, appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure you're busy winding up for the holidays and, and um, really do, and do appreciate the hat, by the way. You really styling, so thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me, Coach. So I appreciate being on here. Um, Okay, so just very generically, I'm just going to throw this out there, and then obviously you go wherever it, your heart tells you to go. What, give me a sense as to how you think your season went, like in totality. Yeah. Um, I honestly think it went good, um, especially, you know, for me, getting the job over the summer where I don't get to meet the guys going into year one. I'm meeting them on moving day uh, for the first time. And we had such a strong senior class with some great younger guys. Um, just to keep it to the point, my big thing was like, I don't want to mess this up. I want to keep this thing rolling uh, mm -hmm. because the team did make, you know, they were, I think, third place, third place the last two years in the OAC. Um, didn't get the big tournament win. So I wanted to, you know, just add what I could without reinventing the wheel and, there's definitely some games we wish we could have had back, um, but at the end of the day, 12-6-3, OAC Finals appearance, championship game appearance. Um, it, it sucked being so close, but uh, I think there was a lot of positives to take from it. Yeah, as I mentioned before we got this started, like I just noticed you took care of business where you could take care of business, and then yeah, you're just looking. I mean, I think if you get a couple of those wins that you didn't get, a couple of those are wins. I think you, an automatic, uh, not an automatic bid, I'm sorry, but an at-large bid would have been up your alley, right? Yeah. You just needed and, and two. I think you needed two, right? That's what we think. That's yeah. what we think. Whether it was, you know, a, a DePaul-Denison combination. Yeah. Or, I mean, that Ken, that Kenyon one's still one that gives me gives me nightmares about, <laughs> man, that's the one we, yeah. we really could have had. Yeah. We, we absolutely could have um and then i mean john carroll regular season it's an 89th minute own goal yep. to lose 1-0 northern i, I yeah. felt great about the regular season but um that's why i i signed up for this yeah, it's to be yeah, in this yeah. Yeah. uh with this this type of players this environment and uh it's a few should have could have would have um but but still at the end of yeah. the day i think uh myself our coaching staff and our guys are proud of what we accomplished yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything that surprised you about this particular team, this being your first, really, at Wilmington? Is there, you know, any individuals uh, or as a group? I I think, I don't know if it was necessarily surprising, but what I was pleased with is just how quickly they they just bought into to me. And, mm. and I do think it helps, you know, that I, I had two alums on staff who got to know these guys personally one as a player for the last four years and another guy as a coach for, I think, like six years here. Mm -hmm. So there was some kind of, a, um, you know, I'm new, but there were some guys who were with me on staff who knew uh, about these players. So, I mean, I watched a lot of film. Uh, we, My previous job, we scrimmaged Wilmington, so I knew them a bit as players. But, I mean, just their personalities, but also in between the white lines, their competitiveness. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it pleasantly surprised me, and it allowed us to, um, what I think is accomplish something something solid this year because of how quickly they bought it. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Just to remind you, this is recorded and the internet is forever. So I'm just warning you with this question. Um, how would you assess your coaching? And I get like there's a lot of crap you're dealing with as you're trying to navigate all this stuff as a first year um, head coach. And um, but yeah, how would you? How do you think you did from a coaching perspective? Yeah, um, I guess like. During Thanksgiving time, I really got to reflect back on the season, myself, my kind of coaching performance, our staff, how we did. Um, and, and my one takeaway was that I, I think I've had a inherent kind of ability to be able to motivate, to be able to get people to buy in, which I've always had in some capacity. And I think that's what I did very well at Defiance in my previous job. Mm -hmm. um, but I think... I really grew with like the X's and the O's because you had to at, at, at this level in the OAC. Mm. And that's what I was pleased at. That I think we got it right as a coaching staff, as a game plan, um, very, very often. And, and sometimes we didn't execute. Sometimes there's still things that, you know, I, I can take back and I wish we did differently, mm -hmm. but, but I was very happy with, you know, how looking back on the game is that we were prepared. We had a good plan and, and it, we caused a lot of people problems because of that. So yeah, yeah. that's credit to the, the coaching staff. And that was my one big takeaway from the season of something that I thought our staff did very well. well yeah. So just very broadly, just in terms of the OAC, did it sort of shape up the way you thought it would just, again, I'm thinking more in terms of your competition. So was Ohio Northern, did you expect them to, do so well because I think they had a banner year, especially starting out as not so well. Um, I just think because of their schedule, um, right. and then obviously J John Carroll. Yeah, I mean those guys were super tough. Like the Otterbein game, that one we yeah, actually tied yeah. zero zero, and then in like the seventy fifth minute we had to get it called because of a light like double lightning delay we had. So that one. <laughs> I mean, like it was super tough, and the weather conditions were crazy. Yeah. But, but I mean, from my time at Defiance being in Northwest Ohio, I got to know the Ohio Northern staff quite yeah. well, and I knew they were going to be they were going to be good. And um, I, I think just um, them getting that result against John Carroll like really catapulted them to the top. But John Carroll was still insanely talented, and I think I don't know necessarily if the OAC. I think it shaped up somewhat as I would have expected. Um, mm -hmm. Me and my staff actually like had these preseason, we went through every game and just joked around how we thought it was gonna be uh, mm -hmm. semi-seriously. And uh, it wasn't too, too far off, mm -hmm. but I think that the biggest takeaway was, I think that John Carroll game was my first OAC game. And then the, my first OAC win was a 2-1 win against Capital when you know, we, we got to play up a man for majority of the game because their goalkeeper got an early red card. Mm -hmm. and, I just my biggest takeaway was man it, it's it's tough to win in this conference yeah. like it doesn't matter the situation it doesn't matter the team like every win um it, it's a it's a grind it's yeah. and so the, the wins felt a little bit sweeter in those conference ones and that really excited me throughout the year yeah yeah okay um ooh, where'd that go all right so i mean you you get the easy this is an easy question i would think um, um, before we move on to talk about some of the rules, the, who do you think is going to win the World Cup? This had a lot more weight two weeks ago, so you're the That's beneficiary true. of that. So you that know is. Argentina. 
and and the result of today. I mean, it, it, it's shaping up to look like a dream send-off for Messi. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I think it's shaping up. And, and the performance he put in yesterday, um, he's motivated. He, yeah. he wants it. But, I mean, Morocco proved it. And I don't care what people call it, what kind of soccer they call it. They have a game plan. They execute the game plan. They have some yeah. insanely talented players in their own right and kind of letting ZX off the hook a bit. Like, he's really creating a lot for that team. Yeah. I still think it will be Argentina-France. I think as a neutral, that's going to be the most exciting type of matchup. And I just think it's written out for Messi, so I'd say Argentina. <laughs> All right. Um, two weeks ago, I don't know if I would have said that. but I know. I like I said, I make, you know, like if we would have talked two weeks ago, then it's – I think everybody I've talked to is pretty much wrong. <laughs> you know, like it, <laughs> and there's still a good chance that I'm going to be wrong. Yeah, so. no, I know, I know. It's like, uh, it, it would be, I mean, Argentina, France would be, that would be, that would be something, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Although, yeah. like I said, I think the heartstrings, I'm like, come on, Morocco, do it for the underdogs who never, you always want to see that every so often, I think. But. Right. And what I'll say is, like, I think this World Cup's been phenomenal from, yeah. uh, just a neutral perspective and like yeah. to, to break it into even the u.s perspective yeah. i know there's like a lot of different talk and i know the world cup gets outside viewers who usually have no interest in it yeah. like i don't know if the usa's performances would hook in any new soccer yeah. people but i think the you know people that know about the game like there's a lot of positives to take away from performances itself yeah and that i agree with yeah. That I agree. And you can talk about the coaching, you can talk yeah. about the player personnel. Whatever. That's a whole yep. other can of worms. Yeah. But I think I think there was a good game plan going into each game. Yeah. Adjustments maybe didn't didn't hit the mark, but um I think there is a lot of positives to take from these young yeah. guys really performing yeah. at a high level. I think I will just say in the flip of that, I agree. I think they're I think you look at the roster and you're like huh, what will four years do to them? You know, like how much more of mature players they'll be. I guess I'm starting to get tired of the, we're just that, you know, we're that close. We're that close. We've been saying that for, I mean, aside from last World Cup, for how many World Cups? Like, oh, we just, we're just, and I, and I think it's time to deliver, right? So, yeah. Um, Hey, you had the three ties this year, so I don't know if it changed anything. But but do, do you have any thoughts on the whole all the overtime changes? Did you like not having to go into overtime? Do you think it was a net positive, net negative, that sort of thing? Um, I mean, like it's, it didn't affect us a crazy amount, but I I I mean, if you ask me, my preference, I think non-conference do it. I think conference, I think there might be a little more weight to, to see out a result mm-hmm. and play the extra time, especially with a set schedule when you play Wednesdays, Saturdays pretty yeah. religiously, and that should give you, in theory, enough time to rest. I mean, the biggest time it affected us was actually the, the semifinal game against Ohio Northern when we went mm-hmm. to overtime, and it's not golden goal anymore. It's, yeah. you, you play out the whole entire result. So yeah. that that I think that was the the biggest kind of like oh we're actually in the moment living these these rules because the one with Otterbein like that was a lightning delay it would have happened uh, uh, regardless yeah. Yeah, yeah. of what happened. Um, your alma mater, Mountain Union, the we had 
a crazy, insane game with them, which I think yeah. over time I mean, they scored with, I don't know, 30-something seconds left to yeah. tie it 3-3 in regular season. So over time uh, probably would have had a pretty big emotional effect of them yeah. having momentum, our guys having to dig out of it. Uh, type of a thing. And then my first tie was with the school that I used to coach at with Defiance. Uh-huh. And that was a early season, crazy emotional yeah. type thing. So I, I think overtime would have been stressful, but fun mm-hmm. to see how it plays out. And, and I'm a personal fan of like golden goal. I like the moments that it creates. Um, but I just think when the national tournament at large, like I said, like I think realistically we lost one or two games, yeah. um, that would have kept us out either way, but trying to judge what a good tie is versus a bad tie. I do think it created some gray area for that. So I love it personally, but I'm not getting paid to make the decision. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, you know, not all ties are equal. It's very, very clear, right? Like, so I'm looking, what if, you know, of your six losses, I'm just throwing a number. What if three of those ended in a tie? Right. Like that. You now you're now you're what twelve three and six. I don't know. Does that? And we've seen. I'm looking at teams. I'm like, yeah, you legitimately for an at large at that point, right? Like, like you'd only lost three, right? So, right. Anyhow, um, I I I talked to. I don't know if you you know him or you've spoken to Brandon Bianco at. Um, at um, Denison and we talked about and he's part of a rules committee group and he was talking about how they're looking at sort of extending the season not extending expanding the season so you get I'm it's not exact but like a week extra in preseason and a week extra for the tournament right so your Mm -hmm. season sort of expands do you have any thoughts on on that just off the top of your head like is that something you would welcome to have another five six seven days with your guys um in preseason would that change things dramatically for you i think i think it would i I think it'd be something i would personally welcome and i just think then you could get more of a consistency with your days you're playing Mm non-conference because I mean, you you have the maximum 20 regular season games. Um, So, I mean, with like OAC, you're playing nine conference games. You could play a maximum of 11 non-conference games. And you kind of, if you'd want to do that, you'd really have to squeeze in, you know, three games um, in a week, sometimes even like four back-to-back kind of style tournament Mm -hmm. things. So I think that gives more flexibility of everyone could be on the same page of, all right, Let's just keep it Wednesday, Saturdays, or however mm. your, your schedule is. I think getting in earlier for preseason would be beneficial. Um, again, probably above my pay grade, but if they ever yeah. ask for my my opinions, um, I you mean, that, I, I'd, be, I'd be for that yeah. type of change. And, like, I mean, the biggest thing with, like, the OAC is, you know, if you don't get that first round by, you essentially play your last regular season game on a Saturday – you're playing your first playoff game on a Tuesday, Tuesday. your second playoff game on a Thursday, yeah. and your championship on a Saturday. So I don't think that was uh, optimal for our no. for our guys' bodies and player yeah, safety. Yeah. But I mean, that's it, it's crazy. The way of the world. Re- that's, yeah, that's yeah, legit I mean, crazy, right? Because that's one, two, three, f- possibly four games in a week. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we had to do. And believe me, I'd rather have done it than, than not. Not, right. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's still, you know, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. It's you really got to get the first round by to set yourself up for success. That's, but yeah. can't make excuses and just no, make things no. happen. But yeah. if we had that extra week, I think it might set things up a little bit better. Um, so if yeah, they want to yeah. do it, that's something I'd be for. For, yeah, yeah. okay. All right, so as I mentioned, you went 12-6-3, and as I mentioned, we talked about just your losses. I mean, you took care of business where you could take where it was you needed to take care of business, and then you just lost against some really great teams and programs, Kenya and Ohio Northern um, tw twice, right? Ohio Northern twice. Yeah, it should be Kenyon, Ohio Northern, John Carroll Kill, twice. Right. Twice, that's it, that's um, it, sorry. DePaul Dennison. and Dennison, which is really good and only getting better as far as right. I'm concerned. Just, uh, just when you look at that, what does that – I mean, is that a good – it's not the right words, so I apologize. Like, is that a good barometer for where you think your team is at? Like, do you think you... I think so. Yeah, like, you're at a level... These guys are a little bit higher, and so that's why you're hitting that ceiling? Or is there... I mean... Yeah, I think... Um, I honestly think from an individual talent perspective that um, we never went onto the field thinking, like, we couldn't beat a team this year. Um and I even think we had some depth that, that helped with us. Uh, obviously, that, that final against John Carroll, it really tested our depth. And um, maybe with just such a strong senior class that we had, I, I might have rolled the dice too much with them. And I really wanted them to be the sayers of how far we would go one way or, one way or another because I thought they deserved that opportunity for putting in four or five years within the mm -hmm. program. Um, and, and I know that the last however many years, Wilmington hasn't exactly been up there, but the program, when they were NAIA, uh, had a lot of tradition of success, yeah. kind of had its lull period, um, kind of got back on track. And, and I mean, I think we definitely um, were as good as every every team we played. And right. sometimes didn't capitalize on the key moments, um, sometimes had our misfortunes, but I think those non-conference games, even though we lost, it set us up for tournament time of we've played in a lot of these big games uh, and we kind of figured out how to win them um, mm -hmm. because of those experiences we had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think that's interesting. Like, because you don't see it that starkly usually, you know. Like, I think a lot of teams, you know, they drop a few that are – you technically would say, oh, they should have won, and then they pick up a couple on the other, and you're just so, like I said, you took care of the 12 that you could, you, you knew you could take care of, and then those Yeah, six. And I think that was the thing. Going into postseason play, we didn't have a marquee win. In our yeah, game. yeah, Ex that, exactly, exactly. And, and yeah. that's what I was proud of in postseason play. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Mount Union, it, it – they're an incredibly talented team. Yeah. And, I mean, that was a really good one. And then to take that momentum into number 11th in the nation, yeah. Sweet 16 Sweet at the end of it, yeah. Ohio Northern, and I, I thought a deserved um, win in that game, even yeah. though it was very close. Yeah. Um, I think both of our matchups with them were just 
Um, a lot of fun, a lot of great soccer. Both games could have went either way, so I think it was fair to split. Yeah. Um, and then credit to them for the success they had in, in the national tournament play. And, yeah. I mean, John Carroll, they were better than us in the final. It was what it was. They they beat us. They uh, they won their, I think, their fifth-year seniors. It was They posted their five and five, five championships in their five years. And uh, <laughs> I made it for our guys to, yeah. I made a point for our guys to, you know, show our respect and really yeah. the trophy presentation, all that. We stood there, we clapped it yeah. and let it sink in of just what it feels like. Cause yeah. for me, I mean, that's um, between defiance and now Wilmington, that's two years in a row that I've lost in finals and yeah, you yeah. don't forget those. And yeah. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the opportunity, but you let those motivate you. So I, I, I know Wilmington might not be those marquee kind of names, but I think that we deserved and earned a lot of respect from a lot of different yeah. people. And I get we graduate a lot, but um, we still are we still are reloading. And mm. the cool thing for us is in our two playoff games, um, we only had sophomores and freshmen score goals for us. Oh, so yeah, yeah. even though people people looked at our seniors as kind of the guys who did the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. uh, the younger guys really stepped up, and I think yeah. that's really encouraging for for the future of the program. Yeah, 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 definitely. You want to see that, right? Especially yeah. as you're going to be transitioning out guys and or graduating right. out guys and. Hey, that just uh, again, and I'm just looking because it's the the differential, right? During a regular season, you 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 play John Carroll, you 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 lose one nothing, and then in the final, was it four one? Yeah, four four one. one off the top of my head. Like, was there a difference in those games? Is John Carroll just super hyper motivated, or? Um, I mean, I think the thing about looking at the championship is. I don't think we necessarily got it wrong, um, but there are a little subtleties that we we, we would do differently. Mm -hmm. uh, we did set up different in the regular season versus the final. Uh, I think we were on a good run, yeah. a, a form that we kind of stuck with what we were doing in the final uh -huh. rather than I think in the regular season game we kind of, I don't want to say adjusted necessarily to John Carroll, but I think how we were playing did not exactly fit matchup wise of how John Carroll plays. Yeah. So we made those adjustments and I think we didn't create a whole lot offensively. We had some we had like two or three like key moments that could have resulted in goals, but yeah. but then again they didn't have extreme opportunities yeah. offensively. So I think we, we just played it a little more straight up in the final and, and I mean the first goal they scored really set the tone of mm -hmm. the, the the kid bodies yeah. off our best one v one defender who kind of yeah. slips and then yeah. gets to the baseline and puts it up or ninety yeah. and kind of just really sent the stadium into this euphoria yeah. of like yeah. oh boy here we go and then and that, actually and that was a hard goal to concede too I watched yeah. that game that was a hard goal yeah. to concede because you're like and what do you do you know it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah and that's the thing like although those things like our best one v one defender just so happened to. Yeah, get get, get into a tackle, slips, slip yeah. a bit, and lost. And I take him a hundred times out of a hundred with with the trust. Yeah. And then their second goal like came from a, a long throwing that our yep. guy fell asleep. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. man. Yeah. But then we got we got a fortunate goal at the end. It's two one mm -hmm. and a half. And I thought we actually played very well coming out of the break. Right. And they're just good enough that you know we didn't capitalize on the chances we got. They they uh, capitalized on a turnover they had, and boom, three one yeah. felt 
I'll be honest, it felt pretty insurmountable at that, that yeah, point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Especially against John um, Carroll. Like, yeah. they're they're I mean, lethal I'll, in that way. Like, if they get up on you, good luck, you know? Like, it's yeah. they're just super hard to... As much as it pains me to say that. Um. <laughs> well, I joke with Dayon, too, that, yeah. I mean, we played them the first conference game of the year, then the final, and that's when they were the healthiest yeah. um, at those two points in time. So we got them. Yeah. I mean, we got them full force, which, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's definitely um, a force to be reckoned with. And they were better on the day. Um, yeah, it was yeah, what yeah. it was. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that also being a final where, like, it's it's winner go home for us. I mean, we we definitely played it a little more riskier once those right, goals happened. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah. Well, it makes I, you I do mean, that, I, right? Like, I hate to say, like, if you know that you're only – you're th- that automatic qualifier – like plays with your what you plan to do like it really does like if you got to win a game if we want to keep playing we got to win this game there's no yeah there's no grades there's no and you're like okay how are we going to do it we're going to play the way we play the best yeah and that was our big message against ohio northern um because when we had them in the semifinal, like we we told our guys like this is our loser go home like i know they still think they're in limbo a bit and they're going to come out with the same intensity but realistically their schedule wins were good enough that they were probably going to get out of yep. And um, I'm glad for them it happened that way because I think they represented the, the conference very well, as well as John Carroll, especially in that first game they played. They were they were dominant. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, I was just proud of our guys that we showed I think we belong in that kind yeah. of conversation. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah I agree. I agree. Um all right, so this is just another thing I noticed, and it's not a don't. Oh, I sound really negative right now. Like I don't know why I'm like focusing in on all the bad stuff or the good stuff. I don't know. So you scored, and it's not my intent. I don't. Anyhow, you scored fifty-five goals. You conceded twenty-three. Um, just, I mean, do you think you had a good balance between your attack and how you defended, or were you? Do you think you need you needed more defensively? Um, because that's what I look at. I'm just like, oh, it maybe cut back on some of the goals. And again, I don't know what your goals. Well, I know some of them, but what they look like and yeah. how they were conceded. But yeah, no, I mean, I think the the beginning of the year, um, we we let in a few because we weren't fully figured out of who we were going to be, mm-hmm. what we we're going to do. I mean, like. The opening game, we conceded three to Paul, and they were better than us on the day. But we also had, um, you know, some welcome to college moments for some yeah. younger guys who <laughs> made, some, made some mistakes, made some mistakes off the field. So we had, you know, five guys who ended up being starters for us yeah. uh, out for that game. So yeah. that was, I think that was a powerful motivator for our team. It's just like, listen, I'm coming in. I'm the youngest coach in the OAC, but that doesn't mean it's going to be this laissez-faire, yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. we want. Type of thing. Hey, we're going to be cool. Uh, no, yeah, no. that's <laughs> like, I, I can relate to the guys a bit, but, but we still have standards and yeah. what we're going to accomplish. So, I mean, giving it up to three to start the year wasn't ideal. And, I mean, there were some moments that, I mean, we were comfortably up in games and, and we made a whole lot of wholesale subs mm-hmm. to concede some. Um, but then, I mean, in conference play, I think we really cracked down on, on who we are and who we're yeah. going to be. Because, I mean, it was the own goal of John Carroll. And then, I mean, like capital late 
ended up being a consolation goal, even though it made the game mixy. And then we had some shutouts against the likes of BW, Marietta, Otterbein. Yeah. Um, I mean, Heidelberg, we got one. Um, just kind of thinking of those teams. So I do think we um, had a few, I don't want to even say growing pains of just figuring each other out and how we were going to play. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we had the offensive firepower, and we kind of – I don't want to say played a risk-reward because we were always made sure we were matched up and organized. Mm-hmm. But we did want to try and get our wingers on some islands to just go at people. And, I mean, I think we finished ninth in the nation in shots. And this didn't always result in goals. But, I mean, 55 goals is still, I think, led the conference in, in goals. So yeah. we definitely could score with the best of them. Yeah, yeah, Um. All right, so so, well, let me ask first. What what are what do you have planned for the spring for your five weeks or whatever? Do you, do you have a? I mean, is it going to be really intentional, either tactics or or looking at technical aspects of the game? I mean, what what do you what th- are you looking at there? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is getting these younger guys in, in attacking positions, like, ready to take the workload. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be uh, – I'm big into the strength and conditioning side of things, so a lot of stuff in the gym as well as some of that individual technical work. Um, I mean, we're pretty solidified setting up our, our scrimmage day with mm-hmm. Cedarville, who's a very strong Division Two program, and trying to add another for the whole game day, taking advantage of that one game day we get. Yeah. But, I mean – kind of like our non-conference schedule, and that was credit to Alex who came before me. Like, we're not going to be afraid to test our guys yeah. um, because I think playing in those type of games are more beneficial than than anything else for mm. us. So, I mean, we're going to we're gonna compete. We're going to put our guys in, uh, I think, positions to um, – I mean, defensively, like, we like all – we graduate one all-conference center back, and then the rest of our guys were sophomores or freshmen who, who played significant minutes and are holding mid. So – um, it's kind of, you know, getting those guys continue to grow in their roles and responsibilities, mm-hmm. but getting the, the attacking positions just really ready to, to, instead of come off the bench, how can we compete for the, those starting positions? And then um, knowing that some talented guys are going to be in the recruiting class that, yeah. that you guys compete with as yeah. well. So um, I think it's just like, I know it sounds like kind of boring answer, but it's just getting these guys ready to take on yeah. a bigger work yeah. in the yeah. fall. Um, that, that actually reminds me, do you, do you, what are your, um, sort of your recruiting class? Like, what are you looking at in terms of that? Are you just, are, it's another one of those bizarre thoughts that I have. Like, are you, are you just looking for, are you looking to fill spots? Are you looking for guys who are going to step as freshmen we're going to compete for spots, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's the compete thing, because um, especially like, you know, coming off the season that we had and graduating the number that we do, I do think it's an appealing situation for guys mm-hmm. to realistically come in and, and, and try and compete. And I mean, we mm-hmm. tell people like, listen, we've got younger guys who may not have started, mm-hmm. who could really do the job, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to be hungry for it too. Yeah, um, We've got I said those defenders are sophomores and younger, but yeah. I mean it, it's going to be yeah. most got most the, the player on form. Those are going to be the guys that that play, and yeah. but I do think it's an appealing situation, and it's one that you know we have to get right. In my first recruiting class here at Wilmington, um, I mean we've got a couple already ready to go, but we're going to need 
a strong competitive class to really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. keep the standard that these seniors yeah. um, for four or five years left for the program. Yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out like how important, like what's it what's more important, fill spots or is it just you'll fill the spots with guys so long as they're like I said hyper competitive and that they go out there and they basically elevate elevate the conditions that you place in practice and that makes it all more competitive so that everyone benefits from that like I'm i still, think that that, that the yeah. latter there is more yeah. so what it's going to come down to at the end of the day because i mean i was someone that you know in, in high school i was playing up top scoring a bunch of goals and then the school i went to i ended up starting right away but i was playing right back yeah and yeah yeah about getting those kind of guys yeah. who are hyper competitive yep. while still being respectful of um you know the, the process the yeah. coaching everything that goes into it and it's find a line between being competitive and arrogant and yeah. we want those guys <laughs> yeah. that are yeah. competitive um yeah. and i mean you might toe the line a little bit but yeah. but don't go over that line because i think culture is the most important thing yeah 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 and i think too right like you're it's very hard to build up a competitive culture but once you do the benefits are long reaching and if you don't get that part right and you start bringing in guys who are lax everything falls apart after that right like you just think they can do whatever they want i just think i think that's the reality of of dealing you know looking at programs i think that's a big deal that is a really big deal because you don't yeah. want guys who are satisfied. You don't want guys who think there's more to it than, you know, that they don't owe anything. Owe is a bad word, but they don't, you know, they're not bound to the program to be a certain way, to behave a certain way because they rent, re- represent, right? Like, so. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's thing, another I think it's just having, Yeah, I think it's having that respect yeah. for the program. That that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, and yeah. like, believe me, we want guys like, I get it. Like, if you're not playing, like, I want you to want to play. And, yeah. but, you know, it's talking to the coach about, hey, what do I need to do to be successful? Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah. Instead of just, hey, let's get the the mob mentality of all the guys who aren't playing yeah. and be like, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't like it. it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then and, they start to be like, like cancerous, right? Like they're like yipping at their buddies, like, can't believe he's not giving me a chance to play. And then it just snowballs from there, right? Like, right. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. And believe me, it's not perfect, but I do think a, a big part of the success we had at the end of the year was, even though some of these younger guys, you know, they were, they were the man wherever they were at in high school, yeah. and we were just so senior heavy and deservedly. Those guys, in my in the coaching staff's opinion, were you know, playing a lot of, a lot yeah. of the minutes, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was frustrating for those young yeah. guys. And, and it got to a point where it became healthy because then they started having conversations with me and be like, Hey, what, what do you, what do you need from me? How could I get ready? And then we had an injury. Then we had yeah. like two, like our last game of the season, we had two guys who were towing the yellow card suspensions. So yeah. we had to give, we didn't want them to be suspended for a playoff game that we were going to have. Yeah. So other guys got opportunities and then, they saw some success and they really kept that thing rolling come mm-hmm. playoff time. So that, yeah. I mean, that was, I don't think our guys fully understand it, even though I talk about it, that was the coolest part for me is that yeah. our practice environment towards the end of the year was not stale. And it yeah. was a healthy competitive balance where guys wanted to play. They all had experienced it for the most part, some form of success. Yeah. And they had that kind of yeah. motivate them to, yeah. to, I think, get us to where we end up getting to. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's ultimate. I don't think guys realize either. Just because they don't start the first game, doesn't mean that you don't get a chance in the second game or the third game. And especially again, talking about schedules earlier, and you know, guys break down. They need breaks. They need you need to sit somebody because of the cards. Like opportunities just get created over the season for guys to step in and be like, "This is your. This is it." Like. Right. I'm, I'm, I like you enough to put you in, and now you have to show why you deserve to be in. I, I think younger guys need to don't understand that. But. Yeah, and, and to a certain extent, I I, I expect that at that. Yeah, this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to put that perspective. Yeah. Sometimes in the 18 to 22 year old yeah. kids, but um, and that's something that I try and and the staff tries to pride ourselves on is like I I don't ever want to be seen it as phony or just like fake to them. So, I mean, we're big on, we say we're going to reward consistent performances. And yeah. when you get your opportunity, if you run with it, it's yours until proven otherwise. So, I mean, I think we rewarded some of those guys who took on those, those roles. I mean, yeah. one of the coolest things for me is we had a freshman who, you know, was a big time high school type player. Um, wasn't the most fit to come into the year and got beat out by some other people and was getting a little frustrated, frustrated, but then had a come to Jesus moment with us, stuck to the plan. Someone got injured um, there you go. right yeah. before our first conference game. And then he took on the starting spot and, and didn't give it up the rest of the way. Yeah. And it's just rewarding those type of yeah. uh, effort and performances. Yeah. You don't want them to have too long of a long range plan, but you want them to realize like this is, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And like I yeah. said, you, your opportunities will come. You just need to be patient and ready. That's the right. other thing. Like, you have it, to be ready. Yeah. Right. It's so. be hungry, but be healthy about it. But That's be healthy. Stuff. Exactly, exactly. That is hard, right? Like Especially, like you said, that age group. And to your point, probably most of the guys that came in in that class, in that younger class, or any of those younger classes probably never did not start like they don't fathom that right like because right. they've uh, their entire careers have been about like johnny being the star guy or always oh, yep he knows the lineup beforehand because he's one of those guys right right so. and i mean we had two first team all conference players this year and they played a combined three games their freshman yeah year. like that's uh, i think that perspective helped w with some of the guys and then those older guys kind of yeah, putting it in perspective for the the younger guys, and I mean, I think it was a cool kind of growth throughout the year. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not perfect. It, it's still, no. I mean, I still could do things better, and we uh, we could all do things better. But I was yeah. very happy with the team culture, yeah. especially at the end of the year of how we were yeah. positively pushing each other. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Love to hear that sort of stuff because you can just as easily go the other way, and then your season halfway through is done. Like uh, right. I'd see that a lot with some, like you hear the stories and you're like, that's what happens. Like I said, it's hard to build that culture to that for that purpose that at the end of the season or at any given point, everybody's all in and all committed. And it's twice as easy to just throw it away because you got guys who just sort of give up and all that stuff. Um, right. Wow, I'm so negative right now. I'm sorry. I'm digging the hat. I don't mean to hey. like. I'm a. I'm trying to put a positive spin. <laughs> yeah, our yeah. job a little fun, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah.
Hey, last, the last question, I'll let you get on with your day and the X's and O's over your shoulder. Um, <clears throat> what, like, what are you thinking right now for 2023? Or is that too far away for you, the season, I mean? Like, is that, do you, do you have some thoughts on, on 2023? Or are you just sort of like, okay, I know where we're at, and now we got to start to sort of fine tune and, and so that we're in a, we take that next step? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it, it's something I'm thinking about all the time right yeah. now because I think um, even though like people have gotten to know me and started to get to know the program, I, I think people are going to see you know how many seniors that we graduate, especially like some of the guys are fifth were fifth years who were key players, and like everyone knows those guys are gone type of thing. It's you know what kind of respect factor are we going to get next year, and I think it comes down to. The guys we're going to bring in, the guys currently we're here, how we could elevate their level, yeah. and that's what I'm excited about. It's um, this year was just not reinventing the wheel, keeping things rolling, and now that I've been indulged in the culture for three, four months, it's how can I really put our coaching staff spin on things to to get this team um, kind of going right where we left off um, mm-hmm. next year. Because, I mean, non-conference schedule starting the form, and it's going to look very similar, similar. To, yeah. Yeah, to the type of games. And it's it's more so we know, like, it could be the first game of the season non-conference that can make us make, make or break. break. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, I think I, that's, a, that's a big thing that the spring semester is just getting some guys on board. Uh, we've got, you know, some exciting guys coming in mid-semester mm-hmm. that – I'm oh, glad to get them um, for a semester to get them mm-hmm. really into into the culture and, mm-hmm. and kind of you know seeing what they could do for it, and then it's doing it all over again. And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. More excited to do it, even though it's you know a lot of guys are going to be walking across the stage, whether it's December graduation or yeah. or May graduation. But I, I think that's the coolest part of the program. It's that you know you see all these guys graduate it's guys who came in together they yeah. stuck it out together yeah. through the great times yeah. and the tough times yep. i think that that's the model for the younger guys yeah. so i think i think guys you know even myself like uh, i i think we're big on seeing is believing so i yeah. think instead of me saying it all the time them seeing this physical proof yeah, of yeah. like these guys they did it they accomplished something there's still plenty to be accomplished can yeah. you guys be the next one yeah i, I think that's our biggest motivator yeah very good very good, Coach. Thank you. This was awesome. Really do, again, I do appreciate it. Um, uh, we'll definitely have to talk again at some point, maybe as we get closer to the season, give your perspective on how things are shaping up. Um, uh, wish you, your family, all that, lots of blessings and a wonderful Christmas. And um, thanks again for, for taking the time. No problem. You as well, Coach. And I appreciate it. You wore your best hat in your collection for the interview today. So. <laughs> of course I did. Of course. You know what? Like, I got some semblance of fashion. (laughs) Now, if my wife believed wearing a hat was fashionable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also find me on anti-social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks. This is a message from my chief marketer.